Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today, episode 28. We call this one Sizzle and Fizzle. I'm your host, Charlie Earle. Well, a lot of news to discuss and how it may impact your life going forward, how it may impact your ability to hang on to your personal liberty, even though that's an internal thing. You want to express it externally as much as possible. But, uh, well, let's start off with some hope. Last week's Super Bowl, I only watched about two minutes of it, I'll admit, but I did see the final score, and I did read some summaries of it, and basically, it gives hope for the old. Now, if you're like me, you don't consider 43 years of age to be old, but in the world of professional football, it's downright ancient, and Tom Brady managed to pull his Tampa Bay Buccaneers through with a stirring and a convincing victory over the Kansas City Chiefs and their young phenom, Patrick Mahomes. So um, there is hope if you're older, getting older. In fact, I would project or assume that you get older every day. And the key is to make each day important, to live life Like today could be your last, because it could be, so live it to the fullest and let your liberty blossom within you. Okay, getting to other more important news than a pro football game, let's talk impeachment. The Senate voted not to convict by a score of 57 to 43 as seven Republicans joined with the 50 Democrats and voted in favor of impeachment, but since it requires a two-thirds vote among the senators, they fell 10 votes short. There was an attempt by the House managers to uh, seek to call in witnesses, and then Senator Lindsey Graham, he of the spaghetti-spined, how do I put it, strength and conviction, said, well, he thought the first two people who should be called should be the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and the Mayor, uh, Mayor Bowser of Washington, D.C., so they could testify as to whether or not President Trump had offered National Guard troops, and they had in turn turned them down two days before the rally in, in Washington. They had turned it down because the optics would not be good. So that blew up the whole idea to call in witnesses. Also, my understanding is the House manager's desire for calling witnesses blindsided Senator Schumer, the Democratic uh, majority, quote, majority leader of the Senate, and he was kind of stunned by that request. And so there was a lot of scrambling going on until Senator Graham blew it up. If one really looks at the political situation as it's blossoming today, there are not two sides in America. They say we have the great divide. We're divided red and blue or right and left. No, I I think it's more like an octagon than it is uh, a parallelogram because we've got people like within the Republican caucus, for example, seven people voted to convict. In addition, the Senate 
Republican leader Mitch McConnell voted not to convict and then came out and cut the legs off of Donald Trump afterwards. In addition, Nikki Haley, who had been the U.N. ambassador prior to that, came out and said, well, in retrospect, we probably shouldn't have followed him. So they're all over the map. The divisions are just as broad within the Democratic Party as even Marcy Kaptur. She of the 9th District of Ohio, which runs from Toledo to Cleveland all along Lake Erie, the longest-serving woman in the House of Representatives, having been first elected in 1982, said that she doesn't recognize her Democratic Party anymore. So what you have are these subtle divisions on the D side, more blatant and open divisions on the R side, and that's why I say that rather than a parallelogram, the political situation in the United States uh, more closely resembles an octagon. And I, I think that's a good thing. I know a lot of people feel more comfortable, more secure, more stable in the, quote, two-party system, the binary unit that we have traditionally run this country from. But as someone who has run as a third-party candidate, I think the more voices, the better. The problem, and I, and I say this sincerely and from a personal point of view, the problem with more voices is that really as people peel off from the two major parties and create their own little niches or niches, if you will, they tend to be more extreme and maybe nuts, but we won't go there. We won't go down that rabbit hole today, but uh, I just think the more voices, the better, the more opportunity for people to express their points of view. And again, it's an individual thing. We all have points of view, positions, preferences, and principles and even though somebody may be beside us, typically, we still have variances between one another. We, we disagree on some things and agree on others. So to have a perfect political party that meets the needs of all of its members, it probably should be a party of one. Each person has their own political party. <laughs> oh, boy, that would be a sideshow. Anyway, never mind. One of the things I think we may be learning, again, and it's something we should have been learning since even prior to biblical times, is that retribution usually doesn't end well. And I get the sense that the Democrats, or at least Speaker Pelosi, wants to pursue Donald Trump not to humiliate him, not to defeat him, but to pound him into dust. And I get a sense that since this has faltered and she crashed the House manager's press conference yesterday and was livid when she did so, uh, I get the feeling she's going to allow the House to keep pursuing him every which way possible. And what retribution usually does is come back to bite the person initiating it in the rear end. All you need for a little historical perspective is to examine and, and Google 
the Hatfields and the McCoys. There's a lot of loss there, a lot of opportunities passed, and a whole lot of hate for no reason for years as these two families feuded in the hills. And um, I just suspect that this retribution aspect, at a time when we have massive uh, federal debt, we have massive federal deficits, and we have multiple problems all across the scope, many of most of which, let me say, have been uh, created or at least enhanced by our political class. So the problems keep getting worse and worse and worse. And yet they're off on a, uh, I, I guess, on a quest to tilt at a windmill called Donald Trump. Uh, they think they're Don Quixote and Pedro. Who knows? But retribution does not end well, typically. On another site, let's look at the economic news that, in my view, has been the most prominent. Obviously, Bitcoin was soaring, and uh, it it was helped along by the famous star of Tesla. Cryptocurrencies are are all surging, although Bitcoin has just about reached its... uh, its maximum assigned numbers of coins at 21 million. They're getting close to that now. Latest I read was about 90% of them have been subscribed so far, which means that uh, the, the availability of it will be capped. And even now it's out of range for most people to buy any, but there are other opportunities out there and, and other cryptocurrencies uh, arising. Just do due diligence, check them out if you're interested in that type of thing. But please understand, you probably can't use them in India, the globe's second largest country, is banning cryptocurrency. And uh, India has enough problems of its own. Uh, The fact that it's so varied in its spiritual, religious backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds all over the map. It's a huge country, extremely diverse, and um, but yet they're, they've decided to pursue banning cryptocurrency in that country. Ought to be interesting to see how that comes out. It, in fact, it's going to be more interesting to see what measures they take to enforce it, how diligent they will be in pursuing uh, their citizens who are involved in it, and uh, it, it it could end up being a real snake pit by the time it's all done. Most of the markets hit highs this last week. Does that mean that the stock is valued, that the underlying base value of the entities, the companies, and what they produce Uh, are higher? No, not at all. That means that just some people feel that the market may be a good place to either save their money or make their money. And the short sellers should show us that there are all kinds of motivations for people being in the market. And uh, so the markets are hitting highs. My gut tells me it's, it's overvaluation. It could be in the first true indicator, the most actual indicator of actual inflation and 
God knows we're going to have inflation coming up soon uh, with the fiscal situation the way it is right now. The monetary situation is just a, a joke. Also, in that regard and along that issue that real estate prices are soaring, at least here in our neck of the woods, I imagine they're going down in California. I subscribe to a commercial real estate service that makes me aware of some that are available for sale and that kind of thing. And there's loads of it in California and Washington and Oregon. And uh, I'm unsubscribing that portion because I'm not interested in those properties. Nobody else is either as, as businesses are being forced to close and companies and small businesses are relocating out of the state of California to other areas. Obviously, there are going to be vacancies. And the pandemic aspect, people learning or preferring or being required to work from home, more companies are going to uh, allow and encourage that going forward. So there will be a glut of office space on the markets in days coming forward. But home real estate inventories are low and home prices are escalating. One, because of the low inventories, and two, because of arbitrarily low interest rates. And, uh, you know, you can get in for a very low financing costs up front. I think my suspicion is, and I've only done a, a, a minor bit of research on this, is that the down payment requirements are being amped up a little bit beyond that nothing down, pay what you got type of thing we had uh 12 years ago. But anyway, um, just all kinds of opportunities exist out there as also foreshadowing of maybe issues and problems to come. So again, I would urge you as a believer in liberty and someone who wants to make and carve your own way, uh, this may be a time to maybe if you live near one of these areas that are losing populations and so forth. You may be able to go in and buy some distressed properties cheaply and take advantage of it. Just look at it closely and think ahead. Well, that's Living Liberty today for this week. Have a good one. Remember, live free and be free. I'm Charlie Earle.